JP on the FWM podcast. Follow me, the Diary of the Strong Black People. Back in the rabbit hole, and I got another one of my dogs, my my day one partners. Um, uh, man, I just from way back when, just a genuine love between brotherhood, man. And I mean, when we got down, bro, and became cool, we were just inseparable. Um, then you got into, you know, I realized you was in the music and man, I'm talking about, I'll be in the studio listening to y'all boy rap and I'm like a kid in the candy store. Like I'm sitting there like, bro, God damn, boy, that shit tough, boy. Hey, well, I'm trying to hear another one. And I don't, I went around making challenges to you like, Hey man, it's time, boy, when y'all boy do some raps, I don't want y'all to curse. I don't want y'all to do it. I'm talking about you come yes, through every single time, man. And then once I got the platform, you know, you and, and God of Marge, I told both of y'all, man, you know, listen, I'm going to spin y'all music. Give me everything you got. And I'm going to make sure that bitch get played every episode. Intro, outro, I got you. The people going to come listen to the message. But boy, they're gonna have to hear my dogs and that music and the music gonna stick in their minds because it's what's bringing in the episode, you know, and then it's what's closing out. I wanna always make sure, man, my folks, they make sure that everything is good because at the end of the day, man, I trust my dog enough music wise to, to make sure you set the tone for what these folks are about to hear. You know, I believe enough in you. And God of Mars, that you guys' message and y'all music, it's going to set the tone to relax my folks, get my folks crunk enough till they ready to hear what's coming. Y'all boys set the tone, and I trust y'all boys enough to after I finish what I got, y'all boys take them on out to church. And and, and that's serious. And, and, and to make sure that you guys get y'all stuff out there so people know how good you are other than with me knowing everybody gets this message that y'all putting through in y'all music. And I, and it's only right that I make sure my dogs get there first, you know? So everybody, you know, y'all welcome my dog, Lucius Xavier to the rabbit hole. And you let these folks know a good bit about you, man. Okay, man. Well, first and foremost, if y'all, I mean, y'all can't see me. So Y'all don't know I've been smiling and shaking my head the whole time he was talking, like, cause everything he's saying is, you know, just the butt booty naked truth. Like, this has been my dog for some, some time, like just quite some time. And just not my dog, not just my dog, my brother. Like, like 
I learned from this dude, even though he's younger than me. Like, it's just like he never stopped teaching me things. So I always like try to admonish that and try to let people know just the significance of who he is to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my little brother, man. I appreciate you so much, bro. I appreciate you for just, you know, taking your time with me, being patient with me and, and just saying, you know what, I'm going to be here for you no matter what, because I know you're a good person deep down inside, man. And I appreciate that because I know I've been a headache. I know I slipped. I stumble and you be like, oh, my God, boy, this man right here, boy. <laughs> this, man, this man right here, boy, he going to make me slap him upside his head, boy. God, I swear, boy, if, it's nobody, if nobody else, it's going to be you. But you always dealt for me, and I appreciate that, and far as who I am, man, I probably wouldn't be who I am without you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I probably wouldn't be who I am without you. Like, with, without a culmination of people, I never could have gotten here by myself. I never would have been interested in music, first and foremost, had it not been for my two older sisters, Rachel and Nicole. Like, we, I could take you all the way back to Bryan County, probably 93, 94. And, um, we still had a record player, the vinyl record player, bro. And my sisters, they had this escape record that they would play every weekend. And like, that was our record, you know, and it just hypnotized me. And then growing up, my second oldest sister, Rachel, she would, um, she just had all the good rap albums from the eight ball to MJG to, Juvenile 400 degrees did a master P and all everything. Like she just always was up on music to the point where she started adapting and started like writing her own music. And that inspired me as well. I could take you to another instance in like what I can't even, I, and I try to remember this lady. I think her name is Miss Ellison. I try to remember this lady name so much because she really introduced me to like it was just like the way she the way she described music just like flipped my whole perspective on like how music was like she was my English teacher right and one day I can remember her just addressing the whole class bro and looking directly directly at me and saying you know rap is another form of poetry and when she told me that, like, like just it just was just this spark just went off in my head. Like, wow, like you really think that? Like, you think like, cause this man, come on, man, this this lady dressed in um the clothes your grandma hang her um her clothes out to dry in there on the back. Like this, how she come to school dressed, and she's a white lady with these thick glasses, and she's looking directly at me. In a class that I actually excel in because we know I'm good with words. Mm -hmm. And she's telling me, look, rap is another form of poetry. And she and like it just lit this, it just this light bulb just went off in my head. Like, wow, like spoken word. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, like you could put and when it when it all started to mesh, that's when I started to like. Like when I, I always remember that and when it all started to mesh in high school, I just started to like lean towards that because one, like I was going through certain things and like I was just doing certain things and I was like, my life is a movie. My life is a story to be told. 
Somebody need to hear my story and somebody need to hear my story. Somebody need to see the way, see the world the way I see it, because you could think I'm exaggerating. In your mind, in your mind, you could think I'm lying. You could think this is fake. Like, no, it's not. It's how I see it. It's this this is how I view the this is my movie. I'm the director. However it went down and however I witnessed it going down, I'm allowed to paint that perspective of this movie. Therefore, dog, I don't lie. <laughs> I don't exaggerate. I don't I don't for I don't do none of that. This is a real live movie you gonna get. Every time I say something, trust and believe me, I have witnessed this. I wouldn't even be able to speak on it had I not witnessed it, had I not gone through it, had I not put my own hands in the mud. You feel me? Like, I just imagined this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it's real. Like, and like, when I started to go through things and experience things and I'm listening to artists like Lil Bootsy, T.I., Soldier Slim, Rick Ross, I'm listening to them dudes describe situations they going through or situations they done seen. And I'm like, well, you know what? I, I seen something just like that. Like, but it went this way. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, bro, I'm going to tell you something else, too. Got, I kind of got to peel back a little bit. I'm going to tell you something else. When I was growing up, right, I would hear, like, after my um English teacher told me rap was a form of poetry, I would hear music, right? I would hear rap songs, and in my mind, like, this how bold I was, like, as a youth, like, in my mind, I would, like, you know, I would hear certain lines, and I would, like, you know what? It would have been better if he would have said this. And and the momentum just built from there. It would have been better if he would have said this. It would have been better if he'd have said this. It would have been better if he'd have said this. And then you start hearing, again, back to T.I., Bootsy, Ross, all Slim, all them. You start hearing them tell you stories that you can relate to. And you be like, okay, you know what? I don't care what he got to say. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you what I got to say. I'm going to tell you what's going on on my end. Like, this how we living over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really was like, I, I say probably like around... 15, 16, that was my inception in the music. Like, just all those things, like, just was, like, almost just thrown in a pot the, from the escape record to my my English teacher telling me rap is a form of poetry. My sister developing rap. My sister listening to all those different artists and then hearing artists tell stories I could relate to. All of that, like, just was just like a big pot of stew for me, you know? And then being good at, being good in English, like English would like, that was crazy. Science, vocabulary. science, English, and social studies. I could knock them down all day. It was math. I, math killed me every time. Like I could, because you know why? The teachers, the math teachers would always ask you to break the problem down. I was just about to say that. You know what I'm saying? And me, I already, like, I broke it down. I could break it down in my mind, but writing it down on paper just seemed like you it know just. How to get the answer. Yeah, I knew, I knew the answer, but I just like breaking the question. I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to break it down. I just know I'm right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two like, things, though, that you said that really sticks out to me, man, that, that to touch on that.
I always speak about first one um, about you you telling people that this is my real life. This is I'm not exaggerating the art of it. People think because of entertainment in the industry and how the industry is ran that everybody that speaks about certain things had to visually live that life. You had to see it to believe it. You should not have to put those pieces of paint that picture together because the way that you're going to take it, you're going to take it in the most extreme way. But does that person look like they bought that? Because if I tell you I had to get it out of the mud, I had to, um, the way I had to get it any by any means necessary, all I told you was those two things. But in your mind, you heard I had to go rob and steal. I had to sell dope. I had to do this. Did I say that? I didn't say that. I didn't say I had to. Yeah, I just said. You know what I'm saying? I just said I had I to. Experienced you know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is because my time, the way that I was living was so tough, you know, I had to get it by any means necessary. But the things that I had to do, did I name them? Whatever that I had to do was extreme to me. Then when I give you details of the extreme, the extreme stuff I had to do. How can you tell me I didn't go through that? When I go through something, when somebody speaks about their traumas and what they went through, it is through their eyes and how they feel it. No, it is so selfish for somebody to be like, oh, bro, that wasn't nothing. Look how he hit you. That didn't hurt. Do you? It hurt me. <laughs> how the fuck you going to tell me that that hit should not have hurt? <laughs> In in my mind, but then if I that blow. <laughs> and then people would tell you, uh, you so dramatic, that's so like how can you tell me how to feel? You're gonna tell me that that's not extreme, girl. You're gonna tell me that I didn't go through that shit. Be and that's the thing that people would say, I I I went through that. Instead of just enjoying the story and the picture that I paint you, and just imagine yourself going through it. Why do you have to pick apart? Why do you have to discredit it? Why do you have to be able to say, nah, bro, that, that ain't really happened like that? Instead of saying, damn, well, that's extreme, but damn. Why? Because it's real people out here that has went through that, that hearing that. And a lot of people who sometimes hear it, they ain't never been through it anyway. So that's why you can pick it apart. Was it that some people who've been through some of that shit can hear the pain? can hear the sorrow through your words and be like, boy, yes, that nigga went through it, boy, but that's exactly how I sounded. That's exactly how I felt. But you people were going to sit here and say, nah, that ain't true. Then the second thing is about, you know, about the math stuff. You know, bro, a lot of people started, I realized as I started going through high school and graduating and then like my lot of years of my twenties, I started trying to figure out why do people, when I used to hear people say they was failing math and stuff like that, I was thinking, cause how the fuck you can't do math? Like, can't count? Blah, 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 blah. And then when I started having kids and having to see my kids and other people's kids, when they're doing their math homework, I realized the arithmetic always changes. 
It's how you work the problem out. But the answer is always going to still be two plus two is four. Right. But they're changing the way that you add two plus two. Now they're going to separating. They're not borrowing from the neighbor anymore. Got your blocks. You're going to just, you're, you're just going to separate. And you're going to, it's, it's not, it's not how it used to be. Uh, and they're making people think that they can't do it. But in all actuality is you're making the way to work out my right answer more complicated for me to not have confidence in myself knowing I have a fucking right answer. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Wow. That, that cut deep just then. I ain't gonna lie. Cause that's exactly how I felt. Like I'm like, dog, if I got the right answer, I got the right answer. Why I gotta tell you? How I got this answer? Like, because African Americans are the only ones who are not confident. And when someone challenges, you better be buttoned up. Because if you can't speak to why you believe that that's the right answer, or why you believe you're right, why you believe that you read that, why you, you know what I'm saying? Then we can discredit it and say, nah, that's not right now. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to tell me what I read is not? How I interpreted what I read is really not that. If I read your lyrics and what I got of it, that boy, you was two steps from being a nigga in a burning seven floor building. How much you spoke about your struggle. That's how I took it. But for somebody else to read it that way and he'd be like, nah, bro. He just went through a couple of things. Cause ain't that serious. But that's how, bro. Are you reading? This is what I'm reading to it. How I feel like taking. What I read, bro, that's me. That's how, but we went through life so much letting people tell us what they got out of something is what it is and not what we took it. How the fuck can you tell me that? Then we go to man-made tests through school. How they want to word their questions to make me make myself feel wrong because you changed two words in that sentence. Because you worded it different to try to get the answer that I know it is. But you get to tell me A is not right because how would you reading that? How did you get out of that? Most things, bro, we know. Common sense sometimes is not that common, but everything wraps around in the same full circle. We know if that is red, it's red. If it's blue, it's blue. You know what I'm saying? But in our actuality, we only know it because that is the cardinal rule that that color is red. Cardinal rules is certain things that's cardinal rules that is that. But it's other things that you lump together, bro, that it is interpreted and whatever how they say it is, it is. Two plus two, that's the rule. Two plus two is four. That's just how it's going to be. But when you start giving other types of math, it's worked out different. Two, two over two, that are our fractions. You know what I'm saying? Multiplication. All of them have rules that is going to be that. But when it comes to comprehension of reading, oh, that shit gets to get thrown away however the fuck they want it to be. Right. So basically, it's a it's a uh a constant cycle of moving the goalposts. You know what I'm saying? Like basically what you saying, like, okay. We could go from two plus two is four, the, the, the multiplying it, then the, 
dividing it, but the answer is going to be the same for We're going to come right back to the, that same for regardless. We just, you know, the more we, the older you get and the more you are allowed to, I guess, view society and educate yourself on society, the more it becomes difficult, the more difficult it becomes almost like a video game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, almost like, yeah, almost like a video game. Cause the more levels you go up, the harder the video game gets. So the more grades you go up in school, the harder school gets, the more educated you have to be, the more depth, the more you have to adapt, the more you have to, you know, like just let education, you know, take, whatever course is going to take and be in motion with that, basically. Like, yeah. And that's how I felt throughout school. Like I just, and, and I never like in school, school just, I hate to say this, but I just feel like school just isn't for everybody. Like it's not for everybody. And I hated school. Like I hated school with a passion, even though I had classes that I could adapt to just sitting there and letting somebody fill my head with something. You know, versus what I saw every day, you know, like let somebody continue to fill my head. But that was boring to me. It was boring because it almost seemed like it didn't challenge me at times. Like, like I said, like social studies, science, English, language arts, whatever you want to call it. Like those things didn't didn't challenge me at all. Like those things did not challenge me and, and they quickly became boring to me. And that's kind of like where I really fell off in school. Like really, and math, math was the only thing that challenged me, but I couldn't, I don't know. It was almost like, it was almost like, you know how you ever watched the matrix and you know how they be looking at that screen with the numbers on it. And it just be a screen. They could see certain things with the number. Like they could see certain things through the numbers. That's how it was for me. But I was the person who couldn't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how math seemed to me like, I don't know what you're looking at, but this it it just don't compute with me for some reason. Like the the break it down and like break it down into a process. Once I had to start doing that, I quickly like just shut down on math, period. Like two plus two is cool. When you start asking me to show you how I got this answer, that was it. <laughs> that was and, and they took away two <clears throat> plus four is six. And then if you wanted to make sure it was the right answer, you would subtract six from four. Right. It was straight to the point. The yeah. more that is, is, I think also, I believe education, because the school system is forced. Education is not forced. School is forced. Yeah. You can educate, if, if they stop making education a rat race, I learned more about what I went to school for once I got out of school and I didn't have to have a timeline of how fast I read chapters to take a fucking test for me to grasp that knowledge by next week. But you learn faster when you don't have that timeline because you can go, you don't have the time to love it because you're forced to do it. Most of the time with something that you're interested in, you don't put it down. But when you're forced to have to do it, you have, you don't have the, the, the mental breakdown sometimes on if it's interesting, it's interesting. But if it's something that is not, they're still forcing you to try to learn it. Which is funny that you say that because, you know, 
when I really started learning math was when, like, I got my first job and they started taking taxes out my check. <laughs> I was you like, hold up, man. Wait a minute. That. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> but they, they weren't telling, but they, they weren't math teaching y'all doing. you that. They weren't teaching you economics in school. Yeah, it interested me. Math, math starts interested me. Then what? Took, what? I'm a, who is FICA? You feel me? <laughs> who, is, who is that? Hey, you right. You for right. Real, for real. But bro, it's forced. It's forced though. You know, when you don't have a timeline, bro, you learn a lot rapidly because you can't put it down, and you're interested. So your mind is so much easy to take it in and absorb it because you're like, oh, damn. Okay, I ain't even knew this. Oh shit, that's all. And now, before you know it, you ain't put it down. But when somebody tell you, reach out to five through eight before tomorrow, see y'all tomorrow, you like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my I, God. I don't have no break. I gotta leave here and go for And had a shit. For real, no, them boys no. better be who is it? Them boys asked me to play five on five today, boy. You tripping, boy. And I got to comprehend this shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Why, what? That's why. No, man, I can't. That's why. It's a mental game so bad in this world, bro, that if people slow down, if you just slow the fuck down and grasp yourself and say, bro, nobody can't make me just do this. You're going to tell me I got to do this by tomorrow. Bro, so it puts pressure on you. Pressure busts pipes with some people. Stress kills all. You're through med school, trying to pass the bar, dental school, and you got to pass a licensing test by X, Y, and Z time. You're stressed out. Your, your mind is in so many different... God forbid something happens, you know what I'm saying, that's traumatic, that takes your mind off of being able to comprehend what you read. So now this shit not happening on your outside life. And we don't even address that. Let's, 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 let's not even address it. Let's just keep going on like this didn't happen. Yeah. Because you have something you gotta stay tunnel vision. You see what I'm saying? Like, and like. To get done. But this, this one event is seeping into your mind and it's, it, it can't do nothing but take away from what you focused on. It, there's nothing else it can do because as a human, you got emotions. You you know, even as a child, like you have emotions, you have a thought process. So Lord forbid something traumatic happen. And then not only that, like I just don't even understand where the attitude comes from far as society goes, period, as far as pressuring children to learn at a certain pace. Because if somebody don't get it, they just don't get it, bro. Like it's, it's like, you know, you can, they, they'll get it when they get it. You know what I'm saying? They'll get it. Some people just learn at their own pace. And it's like, you could feel the pressure of having to be in that rat race that you was discussing from your own household because your parents want you to graduate at a certain age. Your parents want you to move along in a certain grade. Your brothers and your sisters might pick on you for being left behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like that pressure, that pre- school is like some, like it's real mental pressure. Like, and that's what I try to get people to understand about my son. It's not that I believe, you know, he's lazy at times and he's so smart that he knows what he can 
slide by the wayside with. However, a lot of people would think that I feel like just because he knows certain things that he's just going to have, you know, oh, he's being lazy. Other, he, if he knows this, he should know this. It's not that. I feel like when it comes to saying that he needs extra help or anything like that, it's not that. We got to step back and understand our kids and understand the thinking process of the pressure of to identify that this shit is stressful for these kids. It is stressful. We have to find a balance on how we feel that this goal way the rules is he got to be in school for a certain amount of time and he got to grasp whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, if we know that if that is not him, yes, you got to get him extra time, but the extra time has to feel like we have to let these kids know, bro, you learn at your pace. As long as you're not being lazy and sorry about it and not trying and knowing you're not putting your best foot forward, but don't put pressure on them saying that they need to know this by this age. You know what I'm saying? Because education-wise is different from responsibility-wise of what you need to be doing as a growing up-and-coming adult. You know what I'm saying? We we choose to give them education more than real-life situations, keeping them together on how to survive. Knowing things is not going to... Just knowing book stuff and knowing education-wise does not get you survival skills. Yeah, and I have this... I have this conflict with a lot of people. Like, man, I don't care what you read in no book, bro. Like, you could know how to operate on somebody's brain, bro. You could know how to, you know, you could be a lobotomist, bro. Like, you could embalm, like, you could be a mortician, whatever you, whatever science you understand, whatever math, level of math you understand, whatever language you could, uh, you know, like, speak, whatever the case may be, none of that prepares you for real world problems like rent, like a car note, like uh, what do I do if I get fired from my job tomorrow? Like, no, none of that prepares you for any of that. And guess what, bro? It's plenty of lobotomists and morticians and lawyers and doctors that work in fast food restaurants that wait tables. Bro, that doesn't guarantee you survival. Like, I'm lucky for my, um, my stepfather because, like, my first, like, taste of, like, getting any type of currency or working, like earning my keep. My first taste of earning my keep came from him. Man, he took me and my brother when I was like eight years old. Like he took me and my brothers to this car wash and like we had to wash cars. And that was the first time like I ever made money for doing something. You know, I didn't get an allowance. I got, I had to actually go get money. You like, like we didn't get that. We didn't get no allowance. So um, that was the first First taste. The second one was summertime would come and like after he taught us how to cut our own grass, he would tell me and my brother at six o'clock in the morning. OK, boom. I want y'all to um get up, cut the grass. If you want to go cut some grass, you want some shoes, you want some clothes, anything like that, man. You better find somebody around here who need their grass cut and cut the grass and put some get um some gas in my lawnmower. You know what I'm saying? Like put some gas in my lawnmower. And that was my second crash course in like 
really like earning my keep. And I got that from my dad. That was a survival skill. That was a survival tactic. Like, let me make sure like, you know, you have to get up in the morning, early in the morning, bro. Like it's still school. Like it's six, it's six o'clock in the morning. This dude five. No, really. Guess what? He had to be to work at six. Five o'clock in the morning, this dude is waking us up. Hey, get up and cut this grass, clean this house. And as you do that, boy, you know um, the school you're going to roll around for, you know it. So if I was you, I'd be cutting other people's grass. Just put gas in my lawnmower. Like, that's it. Like, and he would like, that's, you know, that prepared, that type of stuff prepares you to survive. That what you can't damn nobody nobody taught you that in no book in school. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Nobody taught you that in no book in school, man. Nobody says stuff like that. And like the school don't prepare you for that type of stuff, man. Like when it all fall down, what kind of survival skills do you have? Do you know like you don't actually have to work for a company to make money? Do you know that? Do you know like you could like, like, okay, I'm gonna give you another example. Um, we used to go pressurize these people's houses. Me and my dad, me and my stepdad, we would go pressurize these people's houses, bro. Like that's a tactic, and now I know how to pressurize houses. You see what I'm saying? Like, but that's that's the importance of a male dominant figure in your life. You take him out, you don't get you, and and a lot of people in this world that complain about that being hard on their kids. They don't have, that's because it's a single parent household that's raising that child and don't understand a man brings that with the boy that's growing to be a man. Also, a man having in the house with the daughter too, that she does not fall victim to bullshit that men tell her because the father tells her things like that on the regular. So it's not so foreign when you hear this guy in the streets tell you something like that. Your daddy have said, what do you, what more do you have other than your words? I've heard that before. My daddy showed me how to, how a woman was, he treated me with respect. My daddy did that. My daddy took care of things. What else are you going to align yourself to stand out differently? Because women pride themselves on stability. They're going to leave a stable home with their father to trust another man to connect the bridge and you don't fall no further down. You know what I'm saying? You only elevate. Because why? A woman is looking for stability. She watched a man provide and keep her stable, her mother stable. Her house stable. And that's the difference. But my thing is, a man, we don't give enough credit to, and not saying we don't give enough credit to fathers or men. I feel like society don't give credit to what the man brings because we're so focused on what men don't do it, but we don't acknowledge the fact of a real one. This is what it looks like. This is what it does. You this know, is, and this is how, and if that real one does this and that is him, this is how things will go. And my theory behind that is because men can't push out babies. <laughs> like, I think that's like that, 
that alone just like yeah. women just gonna always use that trump card you don't have to carry your baby for nine months you don't have to worry about your body but bitch. do we discredit but and that's another we don't thing. discredit that a man but, like, has to realize that is a, too that is a, we gotta start stop not giving as women credit as being <laughs> mothers or women period we have to give them more credit on where we're identifying what they bring as in nurturing. That is what they do. That carrying it, that gives the nurture, that skin to skin contact, that breastfeeding, that patting them on the back after they fall. That's it's okay, baby. Oh, don't cry. That is what a woman does. But we that is okay. That's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. But when the man rolls around, we have our jobs to as men providers and structural beings. I'm talking, we play major roles in society and like And that's why and we can't get shit. The the birth the, the the giving birth part and the nurturing part is of equal importance. But you have to like take into perspective like the respect that should come with a man who's actually being a man. Like if I go to work and come home every day and you could ask me for what the fuck ever like I should be able to ask for a little space. Like, I should be able to go somewhere. Like, I shouldn't have to worry about you doing anything spiteful to me, like, put me on child support or, like, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to worry about that. And it's like the dudes, the real men always get that in, like, the, the, for lack of better terms, the scumbags and the lowlights, the deadbeats, they always skate scot-free for some reason. Like, I don't get it. Like, and I, and like, society trick our women into being abused mentally because, like, they always go for dudes like that and let them dudes run all over them. And then the good dudes, like, the good guys, like, the dudes who, like, want families, the dudes who want to be the working men who come home to a house where his wife and his kids secure those dudes who want that like them dudes are like last because place you know, every time because like, you know why this is the thing what in my opinion because it's my opinion I, I guess i gotta start off with that then i'm gonna tell you how i see it all right when you said when you said the situation about you should you should want your space you should want to be able to Get yourself together. You should, you should, you deserve that because of everything that you do. However, the thing about it is women are so emotional. The estrogen that they possess, the emotions that they possess, especially from the nurturing, because they're nurturing beings. When we want space, we should never that brings emotional reset. We should never be emotional. Anything that hurts us is physical because we do so much labor. But why should we want mental reset? Because their mental is always being attacked. So when they want space, they want time without the kids, they want to do, they need a spa day, it's to restart their mental. We should not need a mental reset. We should just need a rest stop that because is. we've been just working, but we should not want to be by ourselves to get our mental together. <laughs> and that's why, and it goes back to what you're saying that they choose different men because it's because the men that do get rolled around is they respected their mental. 
They know how to balance that mental and they know how to separate themselves to where, okay, this can't mentally get me. I can't let this. But then the thing about it is they ask for the mental space. They do that. So those type of men that get rolled over because they're 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 considered as weak. The niggas who get scotch free is the ones that show no emotion. They dog you. And that's considered as a tough nigga. That's why women are only supposed to get the mental reset. Men are supposed to just take everything physically and mentally. We're supposed to be the the ones that's unbreakable because of our strong backs, which is which is I think is crazy because like emotion drives us. If you look at the most successful men in the world right now, they will tell you how emotion drove them to success. Like I'm tired of coming home and my refrigerator is empty or like. This girl broke my heart and I wrote this song and it went platinum 20 times. You know what I'm saying? Like, like emotion drive, which is the, that, that is so crazy. Like, I feel like a, a, a failure to, like, I've grown to understand this because what you speaking on is so much, you know, I used to be this person who didn't like show their emotions. Like what I understood, what I grew to understand was that is a weakness. Like that is a weakness because you're, you're fear. You're, what you, why you, the reason we typically don't show emotion is the fear of judgment. We scared somebody going to judge us. If we feel a certain way, or we have a certain opinion. We like me, I've been let that go. Like, man, listen, like I'm telling like I'm, I'm very patient, but once I get ticked off with a person, I let them know, like, hey, bro, you got to chill out with that. Like, oh, the, or, the first thing they go to is you and your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, yeah guess what? That's fine. But that, that's the thing. They use that as a jab and a shot to you. You and your feelings. But being mad, being sad, being happy, being excited is all emotion and feelings, right? And so not I to cut you off. Feelings. And not to cut you off. These the same people that tell you what shit is. Speak on how you feel, bro. Speak on how you feel. You feel me? Like, they're, they're saying, you just say, well, you don't it tell them. It gotta be convenient. It gotta be convenient on the way that someone wants it to be. Because if it's not, then you're something else. You're in your feelings. You extra. You dramatic. Bro, everything is so mental. It's, it's a mental thing and we allow it to play so heavily on the mental life. And why do we care so much what somebody said about us? Why do we care so much about judgment? If they say there's only one person that you judge by, why do we care about idle people caring about uh, judging them? I mean, they say only one person is perfect. It's so crazy because the world tells you it's only one person can do certain things. So why do we let the world do it to us? If we, if it's only one person perfect, which is the savior, why do we... How can we be perfect? Then you just fucking told me it's only one person gonna be perfect. So you're gonna tell me only God can judge. How the fuck are you judging me then? Why am I worried about what other people feel about me if I know it's only one person can judge? Why? Let me give you something else too. Let me drop a gem on you too. That was another part of the stew that led me to music because at 16 years old, I promise you that when I first started rapping, I hadn't been through enough to like tell up to give you a whole book. But at 16 years old, I asked myself this question. I was like, okay, you done, like, all this stuff you done been through, you done been embarrassed before. 
You don't been embarrassed, like you don't, and you don't live through it. And this, you okay? Like you still a respectable person. People still, you know what I'm saying, know who you are, and they still look up to you. Okay, why are you scared to show somebody what you think you could do? You know what I'm saying? You in your mind, you telling yourself, "I think I could do this," but the fear of judgment, like, just evaporate. Like that music really gave me this extreme confidence because, like. When I used to, like, when I first started writing music, before I even let anybody know I was writing music, I had this, uh, my sister had this boyfriend, and he wouldn't know I was writing music. He would just be standing over my shoulder, like, watching me. Man, what you gonna do, man? You gonna keep, you just gonna keep writing music in your, in your journal? <laughs> like, you just gonna keep just writing raps in your journal and just leave them there? What you gonna do? And it was like, man, you know what? Like, I think this pretty good. Like, I think, I think what I'm writing pretty good, and like, I don't think nobody else could rap better than me at my age or in my, you know, like where I live. I don't think nobody else could rap like me. And it just, just seeing it on paper, it just instilled this confidence in me. Just like I knew, like that was something I knew I could excel at. Basketball, football, sports, I was, I sucked. Like I wasn't, that wasn't my field. School bored me. Rap, it just, it grabbed me. Like it just, when I first started writing, it just, Grabbed me and it took a hold of me and just artist. built me. Like, yeah, you're it just artist. You are an artist. I tell people all the time, man. Grab. I let people, and it just be so crazy because when somebody get in my car, I'm that person. When it comes to y'all boys, like I am that person that will somehow sneak my niggas' song on the ox cord or in that CD player. Somehow. It will segue, and a nigga, and and yes, they'll be like, "Oh, that's one of them niggas." But that's one of them, that's some local rapper, like yeah. That and and that dealing with me, that's what you gotta get through. Like, and if you don't like it, I don't care because you in my car. <laughs> like, I don't control no music and nobody else stuff. Like, I don't never pull up my phone and be like, "Ooh, boy, listen to this." When I'm respectful in somebody else's car, that's fine. But boy, I refuse to let somebody be like, "Hey." Uh, come on, man. We can't listen to something up. But you should have found another ride. Straight up. You should have found another ride. I'm talking about that's man or woman, boy. Like, I'm talking about even down to the Honda, boy. Like, females get in my car, but they hear my niggas rap. And there's plenty of them walked away from that. Either they liked it or they didn't. The ones they, rather had some that quote you, Marcus, Taz, shit, cuz. Like, it's plenty times, cuz. Like, cuz that's all I'm going to play. The Mercedes? Oh, man. The Mercedes, that's all we're bumping. I put those speakers in the back. Yes, sir. Put the rounds on the Mercedes. The all black thing. With the, with the sunroof. Georgia Southern, I'm talking about they had to hear y'all boys' music when I'm passing the, the, the bus stop. I'm blasting that bitch on Lanier Road. And I dare Statesboro police to pull up behind me talking about turn that down. Well, my nigga Keeney can goddamn bust that regular music. Oh, yeah. The Mercedes about to get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's about to get it, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's just real. Like, I'm talking about, bro, like, that's just what it used to be. Um, I always thought that you can paint the most beautiful picture. And I that's the one thing that I always brag. I'm like, bro, y'all can think his rap flow pattern, the way that he hit the beat is different. But I'm like, I'm a person that always tell people, whether it's music, 
podcasts, speeches, or anything, let's exit out that person. What did you get from that message? Let's tone out the flow pattern. What did that motherfucker say? Did that shit make sense? Did that shit, did it pierce you with the motherfucker was saying, dog? And that's what I look at. And that's why I deeply always look into certain things, even when I'm looking at movies. It's like, bro, what did that movie tell me? People, I, I don't do anything for entertainment anymore. And that's just life, though. Everything has to make sense for you. Because this shit that they, like, even with the shit that's on TV, because with the Russia shit, like, people are saying, oh, damn, look at, I seen a, a video the other, just earlier, a tanker in Russia, Going and running a motherfucker over trying to get away. And they like, oh my God, look at Russia. And I'm like, do people not realize the stuff that they show us like this is ramping you up for what's about to come? And y'all just looking at this as entertainment. This is what the pandemic was. This is for to keep you locked in the house. This is what it was ramping you up for. You were wanting to second nature, wanting to stay in the home. Why they out here doing whatever the fuck they want out here in these streets? When you try to go to tell them you want to go to the store yourself or you trying to abort mission and get out of all this violence that's going on, okay, you either die within this violence or you try to get away, you're going to die. That nigga was trying to get the fuck up out of that in that car. But that tank rolled straight right over that motherfucker. Where you going? Squishing like a rose. You ain't going nowhere. It's the ramp up that people don't understand that you're not getting because it's like when you see stuff, stop. Social media is gearing all our followers to just feel like everything should be entertained, laughing like, ooh, everybody should put their two cents in under it. Oh, what you thinking? No, nigga, what we're about to do to get ready for what's about to come. And nobody really says that. Everybody wants to be the smart guy in the room. Uh, well, why do you think this happened? Well, where do you think? That, bro, that niggas is not being proactive in this world. People don't want to do anything until they have to be reactive. And by that time, it's too late. Stop being reactive and start being more proactive. What are we, you seeing this? So what are you about to start doing? Everybody's like, oh, and then I see people on social media asking other people, well, what you gonna, what are, you, what are we gonna do? Like, why the fuck you asking somebody else? That's like, that's like another nigga when we used to play hide and seek. Well, where you about to hide? Why the fuck are you asking me that? <laughs> you need to be trying to find somebody. You, you. <laughs> you, you need to be finding your own spot. Why the fuck you trying to follow me? You need to be trying to find your high spot. <laughs> you need to be finding your spot, girl. And don't follow me. Don't follow me. <laughs> That's what you need to be worried about. Like everybody, don't follow who me did no you vote for? What the fuck does it matter? So you can have an idea so you don't feel bad for what you chose. Or you need somebody to lead you into a way so you don't feel like you're going the wrong way. Nobody are independent thinkers. And anybody that is an independent thinker, they get ostracized as a know-it-all or a coon or this, that, and the other, or crazy. If you don't follow what everybody else follow, the way that, it's, that the agenda goes, you are going to be ostracized. The machine. And you don't realize the machine is pulling you into all those blades to chop you up. Yep. It, the benefit of the machine itself it's a monopoly but it but you know what's funny too though like you have to you can stand out but you have to bind to a certain program like it's, it's certain rules you gotta follow in order to stand out and in yeah. that sense like you 
you still part of the machine because you you still feeding the beast. You still feeding the machine. So it's like, yeah, follow the follow <laughs> follow the leader. Yeah, follow monkey see monkey do. You know, like, you see monkey do, bro. Like, yeah. And 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 the thing about it is now it's so evident that you have to because they're making everybody black do it. So you have to follow all your upper echelon celebrities. Follow what they're doing. And it, it don't show people that there is an agenda because if, if we know that's wrong, but they're giving it to the celebrities to influence us to do it, what part of your mind don't stop you from being like, well, I don't give a fuck if what billion they're doing that. I'm not doing that. What doesn't stop people's minds, though? That, that's the bargaining thing in me. Like, if you know that shit wrong, and then some people are so big fans that they will defend the bullshit of that person. Like, holy shit. Like, boy, hell no. Nah. Like you said, it's, 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 it's a, a revolving cycle. It got to, you got to feed the machine. And the machine, it, it gets, it, it gets full and gets its energy by people. Different. People, yeah, like man, that I follows mean, the rules, that follows the agenda, political and industry, to get the regular small amount of people. Because now, the greed of the 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 hunger and thirst for financial, not even freedom, but to be rich and famous is all the time. Like man, you would do dude. anything. The videos you make to go viral, you will cross in this. Any line. Anybody. Like, I mean, Jesus. Bruh, it's I crazy, nigga, bro. I, I seen a nigga. It's wild. Call me Brown's home. Brown nigga was like, he'll go and piss on them dead, them man, dead mama grave. I was why? like, but why? Because it, it attract attention and it. it, it for you to be able to, the only way that you can go viral is you have to be disrespectful and disrespectful, competing and be in opposition of something that is already bigger than you. Either you know what I'm saying. You have to tear something down to mm-hmm. build yourself up. But there's a uh, like I said, like um, like you said, you know, it's a reaction to that. For every action, there's a reaction. You know, it's funny about that, like. The people you step on on your way up is going to be the same people you see on your way down. Like Them going to be the same people you going to be wishing you could reach out to and, and ask for a helping hand. Because like, they lift you up so high times. for when the fall is so high and it hurts so bad when you come down and you piss on the ones that you passed up along the way so heavy. That they will look at you and now this is the point where they laugh and they definitely watch how hard you struggle to get back to where you fell from. They will never want you to ever get to where they're not even at the least get back to where they are. They want you to stay up under them because you should not have gotten beside yourself like that. But the only thing about it that people don't realize is it's only one group that has to compete. And there is only one group that's always in the headline that they have to critique. And it's us. Yeah. Only one of us can be number one. So none of us can all just be great 
To be great, it only needs to be one of us. So they yeah, it's paint us against each other and make us debate who's the greatest. It's like this. Why can't like LeBron be the best all around player and Kevin Durant just be the best one on one score? Like why they why they gotta be one gotta be better than the other? Both of them, if they impact on the game is clearly the same. Cause if you get either one on on your team, you thinking title. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you thinking, I got the one of the greatest of all time right here in my hand. You gonna think the same thing. Either team that get either one of these players are gonna think the same thing. But it's always gonna be a rat race about who's better because it's a competitive who's sport. Who cares? Who? Let's talk about who gonna win this year. Why are we talking about who is the better? This is not what the game is about. It's a team. Sport to drive to 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 separate the team, to separate the race, to separate the culture, because now we're arguing and fandom becomes so heavy on you that you will defend fandom so hard that now it begins to have debates, heavy discussions, foul language back and forth between each other, violence. Crying. Oh my God. <laughs> All just off a of debate of who right and who wrong. But bruh, it's, but how can your opinion be right or wrong, bruh? Man, I'm talking about bruh. It's just an opinion. Opinions can't be right or wrong. I'm the the boy. only niggas be like, oh no, I'm speaking facts. No, you're speaking stat facts. But greatest, better than that Man. is an opinion. Jordan LeBron, anything, Jordan LeBron, Jordan Kobe, Kobe LeBron, it boy, that is a whole fist fight. That would turn into a whole like where you live at, I'm about to pull up situation because people again, we are driven by emotion right. and people feel emotionally tied to these people and it's like, bro, you and don't people, even know that dude. And people don't realize that's a basketball boy, but they don't never talk, they don't never during the baseball season talk about who the best. Never. Bruh. Never. It's, never. It's, it's never Baseball never has a who's best headline. Never. Football, the best quarterback, for 20 years, it's been opening shit, a white man. Yeah. Never, they never put somebody against that white man. And definitely not nobody black. They never, and they never even put a black man in second place. Bruh, this so crazy. You know what? Do you know, right, like Aaron Rodgers got one ring and they talk about him as if like he the second coming of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like this dude got one ring, but mm-hmm. they don't talk about Warren Moon like that. Like why? Well, he one of the greatest. Why not? Why he can't be up there? Like you just bypassed all these great quarterbacks mm-hmm. that basically did the same thing for a dude who ain't been back to the Super Bowl and I don't know since when like they never ever other than Patrick Mahomes but you can't count Patrick Mahomes because like I told you earlier the only way that they're gonna let a black man be able to come close to being somewhere in the liberal world uh, he gotta be a mixed he gotta race. be a mixed race or a lighter complexion player a black lighter complexion black man you know yeah. what I'm saying they oh, they went there you know what I'm saying uh, Lamar Jackson, he's not liberal, but they're going to allow LeBron because he's liberal. He's going to push the agenda. So they're going to allow LeBron to be the. And that's the most predominantly black sport on the face of earth, like basketball. Like we really like just put a stranglehold on that. Like, 
a white dude, do you know a white man invented basketball? <laughs> and we just, we, for some reason, that, and that's poetry in its own form. Like that, it take a lot of skill to get to the NBA, bro. Like, and it take a lot of sacrifice. And it's like, it take a lot of skill because we are dominant. It takes a lot of skill because we got to outdo each other. Right. But you line us up with a white man. Come on, man. If, it, if we are competing for draft spots between us, <laughs> yeah, we're not, bro. We ain't in looking at not one white dude and saying like, not in the NBA, nah. If it's a at white, white dude, dude going in the lottery, most of the time he's from another country. Oh, he tall. Yes, <laughs> you know tall. what I'm saying. He's tall. He tall and can shoot. You know what I'm saying. So they've been hyping a nigga up from Gonzaga, check since he was in high school. Yeah, but honestly and truly. He got a, he kind of got a Kevin Durant game, but he's, he's so, so unathletic. Yeah, he's, he's so unathletic. Oh my God. Like, but he gets the job done because he's seven foot and he can do other things. He got a game weight, man. Like, okay. bro, them boys going to break him. No, man. because the NBA is not inside out anymore. He's going to stretch the floor. He's going to have, now, having somebody like Giannis coming 94 feet, running that him V line. That's, that's what's going to hurt. That's what I'm... At but some not, point, but that... The only days that he's going to have a, a bad night is when you're playing against people like Cat and Joel Embiid. But what are the big men in around the league right now that can give him paint problems on the offensive end that's beating him down other than Cat and, Ju- and Embiid? Uh, they ain't really doing that He no wouldn't more, even is, catch a hard time. Crazy. From, he won't that catch is... a hard time from Looney. He won't catch a hard time from Clint Capella. You don't have a you don't have a, a Lamar Aldridge really in the NBA anymore. Eight and out, uh, huh? Eight and out. Okay, he's gonna have a bad night with Aiden. He's gonna have a bad night with Aiden. But how many nightly bases? That's just you know what I'm saying. Because I mean, it's crazy how to get they're going to pull him out. Yeah, they're yeah, going to crazy. bring him out, and he's not gonna want to go down there and bang either. So he's gonna play out. So he's not going to have a, a hard time nightly in that paint like if he was playing against Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing. Somebody throw him up under there. Dwight Howard. Yeah. <laughs> throw oh, him I'm up under that rack and slam on him. Orlando Magic, Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Playing against the round, the, 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 the round got Charles Barkley. You, 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 you playing up against somebody, you got to play from behind them. And not face up on them to where you're guarding them out there outside the, the three point line. The, the, the thing about it is, man, we are only used for clickbait and we're the ones who make this world go around continuously in opposition with each other. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's crazy because we like the most powerful being, like everybody follow our trends, bro. Like you wouldn't get that seven foot dude at Gonzaga if it wasn't for no Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Like to give him the belief that he can be doing all of that. that yes. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't get that. Yes. You wouldn't get those things. You wouldn't get um or rappers, Yeah, you wouldn't get or Kareem Hakeem Olajuwon. You yeah, you wouldn't get those things. Like you wouldn't get um these rappers in Tokyo had it not been for the run DMCs and you know, people to start it like 
we influence that. We influence those things, bro. Like we influence a lot of different things, man. People want to. I mean, people want to shoot like Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody want to shoot like Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody want to be the next Michael Jordan. Everybody got a Jordan jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, you know, want to swing the club like like Tiger. You know what I'm saying? Like come on, bro. Like like Sammy Sosa. Come on, bro. Everybody. Bonds. Come on, man. Like Grant King Griffey. You, you, you ask um. Who Kittles play for? He played for San Francisco, right? If I'm not mistaken. You talking about the tight end? The, the tight end Kittles, yeah. Yeah, Jordan he played for San Francisco. Yeah. He played for San Francisco. Or, or if you ask, ask Gronkowski, ask, uh, ask, ask. I'm about to say, okay, ask, ask the tight end for for uh San Francisco, uh, not San Francisco, but uh Kansas City. Ask him. They wouldn't want to beat them type of tight ends if it wasn't for Shannon Sharp. You know what I'm saying? Like flashy. Like I'ma catch this ball. I'ma run it on you. And I'm big. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'll and I talk shit. From the like, And I talk. And I talk shit. And I'ma talk. I'm a tight end. I, I innovated the tight end position. You wouldn't you won't get no um no Tony Gonzalez without no Shannon Sharp. Man, he could play all them games you want to. Like, bro, Shannon Sharp made it popular to be that. You feel me? Like we influence coaches. Like, think about this. I you see how um the quarterback for uh Buffalo run the ball, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers run the ball, mm-hmm. the quarterback for the Bengals run the ball. Who innovated that? You wouldn't get it unless Michael, Michael Vick. Vick. You wouldn't you won't get no quarterbacks using their legs, bro. Not like that. No, we innovators. Everybody follow our trends. We influence the world. But yet and still, we always at the bottom of the totem pole for some crazy reason. And it's because it's not not a crazy reason. It's really because of divisiveness, just separation. That's why we're always there. The fact that we compete with each other versus eating with each other. Like, it's a lot of things like I could speak on, which I ain't going to go into too much detail about, but it's a lot of things I could speak on that's going on right now in my personal life, whereas we supposed to be, me and certain people supposed to be eating together, but their fear of me surpassing them or me being the most, you know, admonished out of the situation will hinder them for better in their own situation, which is crazy. Like it's a, it's foolish. Like I, I always tell you this too. The problem is this. Some people, when they know too much about you and your everyday life, where you come from or where you stand at in your position in life, they use that against you. I always use the example of why do people ask you, you know, in conversation, what do you do for a living? In conversation, at the beginning of the conversation, because once you tell them your employment, that's how they put you in the box on how the rest of the conversation, how they feel like they can talk over you or they're talking at you or they're talking on the same level with you. They feel like you're a CEO. They're going to start talking button up because maybe you can give them a job. Maybe they, if they show you they're just as smart as you, they got the big bright ideas, maybe you can invest in them. You tell them you're trash, man. Oh yeah, yo, six, yo, uh, $21 an hour job at the call center is way better than the trash man. So you may not feel like you're better than them, but you're going to, your conversation is going to feel like you're talking over their heads. You know what I'm saying? So you, people put that on the way that they see people, how they respect people. So even when it comes to close people or people that grew up with you, neighborhood, school, or anything, they take your childhood. People don't know how to let go of the past or with some, what 
position somebody was in, things like that don't stay the same forever. Just like good things don't last forever. Trouble don't last always either. So if you were poor when you was growing up or you've always was in a bind, I can't every time, every so few years, every few weeks, or every few days, every few months, every few years, I still talk to you the same way as if you're still in that same position. I can't respect you because of what I, last time I seen you or that, like, that's not right. I, and, and the most thing about it is the closest people that surround you. Family members also, family and friends are the ones that would do that the most because they are the closest to you. So they know you know you. So if you are a family member and you're struggling and they're not, and you're always asking them for help, they're always going to make it seem like you need them. So they're going to start treating you like that. And then once you start thinking for yourself or moving differently on your own, oh, well, it wasn't because of me or damn, you trying to you trying to think for yourself. It's okay for people to make you feel like you're staying in that spot for so long, because as long as they can control that part of you, you will never freely think for yourself to move forward because you're going to stay depressed or down in the dumps because of what you're in. And then when it's just like I told you about the government, as long as the government keep giving you, you will never think about how to move and react on your own. You're going to think I can take a chance, but then you like, nah, cause these niggas going to keep me afloat anyway. Nah, I'm going to just keep doing what I do. So if niggas is floating you and helping you and spotting you, they're going to feel like, well, he's never going to want to do it on his own. He's going, and I can be that person to keep giving them. But then people don't understand when you do that, you start feeling yourself about, you know what I'm saying? Because you're doing it and you start treating them secretly, making them feel like their shit or doing them and jerking them every kind of way. So now when you know that person needs you, you're going to move when you feel like it. Because you feel like, well, shit, you can't do it anyway until... I'll be able to move. So who are you to rush me, nigga? You need me. And that's the most foolish thing a person could ever think to themselves. Like that somebody came into this world without them and that they need them. Like, bro, that don't work like that. Like, you know how I many people it is on the face of the earth that could do the same thing you could do that a person uh, uh, uh take money and invest in their own bread. Like when they, they really, like if I could, if you could put something, you know what I'm saying, in place for me to make money, then why can't the next person do it if they got way more resources than you, if they got way more, like, it's crazy to think like that, like that somebody needs you to like be successful, that they don't need one individual to be successful. That is crazy. Like, like that's, that's one of the most foolish concepts. Like I ever heard a person like practice, like, thinking they could hold one another individual down like do you understand how the human mind works like it like your brain itself is like a weapon like if i could sit i could sit back right and i could watch you mistreat me for the longest and not say nothing cuz mm-hmm. i know it don't benefit me to say nothing i know it benefit me to be quiet and wait for the right opportunity to strike and get everything that I'm owed out of this situation. I might not benefit me to say nothing. You can't sit up here and continue to tell yourself that someone needs you. Do you understand how many black men grow up without fathers? Like, bro, what, like, bro, what makes you think 
that if I, if somebody grew up without a dad, that they actually need you, like another human being being introduced into their life. I've been here this long without a father. Like, why the would you? Come on, come on, bro. The puzzle of your adolescence to growing up to being the man that you supposed to grow up to be, and it is missing. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't realize that, man. They don't understand it. They, they don't, they can't compute that in their mind because the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And when you can get over on the person, that's the easy part. People are so easily manipulated because of the lack of confidence and self-sabotage. So people are looking for A, someone to save them, B, for somebody to help them. And people are dependent. That is the issue. And see somebody, either somebody to save them, help them, or somebody to use. Like, that too. Th- that, you know, so somebody that to too. use, but like that, that, that right, they can't be because, left. Because people are too dependent. The only way that you can use somebody. If you depend upon. And people know that they need to depend on you. They, uh, they, that you're depending on them. So, not only the giver thinks they're getting over on you, the taker also is in their mind thinking I'm going I'm to use it. So both sides are going into the situation using. There's got to be an end goal for both of the people who's giving and receiving. And that's why I always tell people, bro, give genuinely, bro, because that's just the right thing to do. But also don't get played. If you can't do it, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Make that move. Don't, don't play make superhero. That move. Yeah. And then you be shit out of luck. Yeah, man. You, you never give with the giving heart, but get you can't give with the giving give heart. When it's if you're charitable, struggling. not exactly. sacrifice. You're not charitable if you're struggling. Yeah. Give when it's be a cheerful giver, bro. Charitable, right. But you can't be a cheerful giver if you ain't right. People gotta understand that. And I'm just grasping that concept too. Like that's why I be to myself a lot because I don't really see room. I don't see a benefit to having anything attached to me right now. Like, what is the benefit of that? Like, if I have to do for you and I can't, you know, just be doing for me doly, like, and support myself and see the things that I want to see come to fruition, I'm not doing it. I'm good. I'm scared. You can't get me out of my house unless it's beneficial to me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't get me to come nowhere. I'm not coming to chill. I'm not coming to party. None of that. Like, the, Unless you're in a charitable <clears throat> mood to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless I'm in a mood to do it. But other than that, or like... in a position to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not... Other than that, like, nah, if bro. I, you, you need a ride. Nobody else is there to do it. Yes, I want to be... I know you down and out. And I need... You know, it would be great for me to help you out. But if I got a splitting headache, my fear, my bad, if I am not in a position to come out there and help you to put myself in danger to go save another life, I don't have gas. But I know people think, and if I ask you for gas money because I'm coming to pick you up, oh, that's the only way you would do it. But you not knowing that, bro, I've been saving this gas because, bro, I got nothing left for this week. So I need to be able to get back and forth to work. And if I don't gas my car, I'm going to be asking somebody for help. And if nobody else can help me, I'm shit out of luck. Let me put this spin on it for you, because one, I don't 
I don't recall like in the past year or so nobody needing me to do nothing. But let's say they did, right? You know how long I've been sacrificing for other people? <laughs> like, yeah. man, it's time to be reimbursed. <laughs> like, man, you know, not the not to toot my own horn, but man, I'm a king. Like, oh, why I'm always on the front lines? <laughs> like, why I'm always the one at the bottom and like I'm the one why are my shoulders the foundation of something and mm-hmm. I'm not being on your back. You feel me? Like, why am I not being treated as such? Why is that? Like, why am I always the one sacrificing, taking the L? I'm always the one getting locked up. I'm always the one coming out of bread for something. I'm always the one on the front line with something good. Why am I always that person? And I know my own value to be greater than that. Like, why, why am I always this person, bro? Like, nah, it's time to cut that out. Like, at some point, like, you have to be reimbursed. And it's like, I'm not like, bro. Nah, like it's time for y'all to to kick in, like kick in. Like we we, I've been putting it down for this long, like this long. It's time for y'all to start saying, "Hey, man, look, we look, bro. We got a god dog on show some appreciation for how long this man been taking shots for us. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to show some type of appreciation, bro. Like, and I feel like that. I honestly feel like that in the pit of my soul. I I hate to be the person to feel like that, but God, dog, like, bro, like. But I tell you, I'm always the one taking the L. Like, tell you that all the time, only because I only tell you that because you're speaking to somebody who's always done it himself. Right. Right. Rightfully so. You know, bro, like, it was plenty times, like, I'm a little, bro. But, man, it's plenty time back in 2010, 11, 12, all the way up to 2000. Not to cut you off, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's plenty times where you took L's for me. And, like, and, and like you are one of the few people I could say, like, really would do, the like, we got the same heart, like, you would do anything for me the same way I do anything for you. But guess what? We not gonna put each other in no stupid situations where we risking freedom. We not do. We never. And that's something I always appreciate about you. You never put me in a dumb position. Like just why am I here? Like why? Am I, why are we even? Like I've never had to question that. Like you always come to me, and you always are. Or you always are the charitable one in our situation because you always, if you ain't helping lift me up, like, just helping me just survive out here at times, bro. You always, like, just lending a gem to me. You always educating me on something. You always opening my eyes to something new. And you one of the few people who do that. Like, that's why anytime you call me, anytime you want me to do something, you already know it's a yes. Let me, let me, let me tell you. And if I can't do it, I'm going to tell you I can't do it because I got to show you that respect that I got to be honest with you because of my situation. I always got to show you that. But let me just be real with you, bro. I can't do it right now. But hey, give me some time, bro. We'll we'll get it done. Just like this podcast. Like, we've been supposed to do this. But like, I, like I've like been in motion. Like, I ain't been able to do it. Like, I've been building towards my situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what's going on with me. Like, I got this going on right here. This is where I see myself at, at this point in time. And this is what I have to do. And that might not fit the plan that you got right then and now. But boom, spur the moment. It's some time. I know, I, I know I could, I could at least call him. I ain't knew he was going to be, you know, in position to do anything. I just say, let me call him. Boom, called him. 
hey, let's go ahead and knock it out. We here. And you know, just patience, though. And I told you how it was going to go. You know, a lot of people, you could tell them to his blue in the face, but they have to be in the line of fire for them to go through it. But I always told you, man, this is just the most laid back, you know, atmosphere anybody can come and be a part of because I try to tell people, you don't have to come in here and want to talk about certain certain things, topics, but, you know, you'll find yourself us just talking like we're on the phone. We just have some microphones in front of us. This is not, this was not created for, you know, table talk, unless that is what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? But all before, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not so much of, bruh, it gotta be that way. It don't, it don't have to be that way. Like, we really just had a conversation and it was just like, just genuine. Like, it was just a genuine conversation that we got together, bruh, and we just, it flowed, you just know, and, um, and like I say, goddamn, you just, it was random that you hit me. I was just ready in position. Cause I really, you know, what that just a lot of things that, you know, I was thinking about at that time that your call erased all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had no business even thinking about that type of stuff or worrying about that type of That's stuff. That's powerful. Like, I didn't have to do that. Like, I didn't have to be coming here on, you know, on pins and needles like that. And it's not like I was stressing. It was just, it's that thing of a spiderweb effect, bro. I'm fighting so many spot. The spiderwebs just, it's so much other stuff that you were letting distract you. Right. So you're knocking the spiderwebs down, but... The spotter itself is the one that you just keep not you you keep letting go by to the wayside. You know what I'm saying? Is the 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 issue in itself? You don't want to get to the root of it because and that's the <clears throat> issue. You get what are you gonna do about that spotter? You know what I'm saying? You keep worrying yeah. about you know he put spotter webs up. He's not gonna stay there long. He's just letting that stay there for his prey. He's he's gonna keep moving, putting them different places, so different people can get caught up and, and stuck in it. But you keep wearing them, you keep getting the shot like, oh damn, here come another web, goddamn. So and then you put and just like yeah, the 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 Dr. Umar thing. That was one thing that is a prime example of the spider web thing. You know, I'm sitting here going back and forth on the comments under Roland Martin you know, video, when there is other things I could have been doing to make myself productive with this. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, I'm like, fuck it. I looked at Facebook and seen Dr. Umar was coming. I when did, Where did he come? Not Downtown, by, across from the Civic Center. Okay, okay. So, it was already 4.15 when I seen it. It was already 4.15. So, I'm like, damn, if he coming... It's Wednesday. I know the nigga ain't coming to speak at 7.30 on Wednesday. So I'm like, so I know I ain't got time. Then I realized it was at 5 o'clock. I'm like, damn. Well, you got plenty of time. At 4.15, it's down on Montgomery Street. Where so you was at? Here. Oh. I was, I'm just waking up from a nap. Okay. Just waking up. I seen it. And I was like, damn. I ain't got time. So I'm sitting here, seeing Indian style on this chair, going back and forth on social media. I, I said, I'm like, damn, bro, that would have been a moment for me, bro. 
And I'm like, fuck, boy, it'll happen again. Don't worry about it. I'm sitting here going back and forth. I almost missed my opportunity. I got a phone call. He said, bro, you see Dr. Umar coming? I was like, yeah, I see that. But damn, boy, I don't know. I think it's like five o'clock. So I'm pretty much going to be late. Like, I mean, what else you doing? And I'm like, you right. I'm on this toilet now. So I'm like, you right. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get my ass up. I'm about to take a shower. You right. Fuck it. Got out the shower. I headed out of here at about five. Bro, I didn't leave until five. I was supposed to get 515. The shit said it was so much traffic getting downtown because it's five o'clock traffic. See, I didn't get that to 545. I'm like, fuck, boy. Like, damn. I, I don't know what this, how this going to be. Get there, bro. It's six. It's um 550. Man, it even came up yet. You was meant to be there. He ain't put, he ain't hit the stage, bro, till 13 minutes after six. Good thing you know black people are always late. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good thing you know black people. But bro, it was meant for me to be there. But yeah. I'm sitting here. The the root of my thing is how can it get me better to where my goal is? That's the spot. But I'm sitting right here letting webs. I'm letting other people's statuses and other people's media put shit that they putting on. I'm going back, debating, going this, that. Not even debating, but putting my two cents. Being reactive instead of You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that because of being pissed off about something. And it was something else that I was about to put on the back burner. But God gave me one more chance. And And he said, he sent that signal to say, did you hear about it? And that was my time to be like, let's put this spin on it, JP. Not, not because y'all let's put this spin on Imagine if you did know it was at five and you pulled up at five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he ain't hitting the stage till 6.30. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. JP, you'd have been red steaming hot. Yeah, I'm rushing to get to five. <laughs> and he ain't come up till six. But you know, the pre-show, though, what they had going for, okay. it wasn't like we was waiting. You know, it's open at, you know, things of people talking okay, okay. before. You know what I'm saying? So I just would have been there for whatever started. And I feel bad for people who they are openers and black niggas ain't never they on top. But also, that. a lot of us didn't know about it. We didn't hear I about didn't it until no, late. I didn't know anything about it. Only reason why God Amar is the one who put it up. Self. Self put it up on Facebook. And I caught it as I'm strolling my timeline. But I had just woke up from a nap. Almost missed it, right? Almost missed that shit. But it was meant. And now I'm so thankful that I went, bruh. And I'm just, I've been, lately, bruh, I've been paying attention to signs and acting on them, bruh. Whether I feel like it or not. Whether I feel like it or not. If it's random and it's not, and it's not something that usually happens, I pay attention to it and I act on it. Like, this shit don't usually come. What the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? It's, this is weird. But this weird somebody, this person calling me, but I got the answer. Instead of saying, oh, this thing, they don't usually call me, ignore. No. If somebody random calls me, I'm like, boy, you talk to the person. Why? Hold on. This, this weird. This awkward. Hello? 
that's what I call being in tune. You gotta be in tune with the vibes, man. Like you, like I'ma tell you something that shake me every time it happened. Every time my little sister called me, like I get nervous. Like I'd be like, bro, what is wrong? First mind is wrong. That like. first mind, you better listen to that first mind. Yeah. Every single time. I tell people all the time, you listen to that first mind. The difference is with the first mind. You don't ever question and say, I shouldn't have went with my first mind. The first mind, you always question timing. The second mind, you always, you always regret you should have went with your first mind. The first mind, you should have, you always be like, damn, I should have waited a little more longer to do that shit. Though. Damn, boy, I, I was too early on that shit. Damn. But the second mind is always too late. Or it's, all, it's always too late that I should have went with my first mind. You yep. too late because you went with the second and not the first. I would rather lose with my timing that I did it too early than to not do it at all. Yeah. I'm that's my about. losses that I'm going to take from now on. And that's like, that's crazy too. Cause you know what I also, what else made me think about that? Like what else made me think of people who could just get me on the phone anytime? Like my little cousin, right? Like he, uh, he got 20 years federal time. Right now, he's sitting on a dub and he fighting a body at the same time. Like anytime, like he called me one time from jail, I know he gonna call me again. Whatever I'm doing, I just drop whatever I'm doing and I just step to the side and, and make sure I be waiting on that call. It ain't gonna take five minutes. That's I know, all. you know, I already know. Like he, he fin, he definitely finna hit me back. Like I know he gonna call me back because I know he, he wanna talk to me, he wanna rap to me over the phone, whatever you wanna do. Cause I'm like. The people outside is his only freedom. And I know like how important it is for him to have somebody to pour his pain into, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody to vent to. And it's like, I know the vibes. Like I'm in tune with the vibes. Like again, my little sister called me, but whatever I'm doing, I'm dropping it. Like I don't care what I'm doing. Like it's, it's very few people who could call me and get me to stop everything I'm doing. And like those are two people who could call me and just get me to stop. Every the world just stopped. Like, hold up, wait a minute. These people calling me. I gotta, I gotta see what's going on. Like, cause it's important. Like, whatever it is is important. It, it don't know. It don't. That's what it don't even have to be important. Like, even if they just want to talk. Like, sometimes sis just call me to, you know, just to let the kids talk to me. You know what I'm saying? They she want the kids to see me and the kids want to see me. And they just, you know, it just we just be chopping it up. But whatever I'm doing, I bet you I'm gonna start doing it just to do that. Like, just to do that much because that's important to. Our situation is important that they see their uncle. If she, if it wasn't important that they see their uncle, she wouldn't have called me and, and did none of that. Like same thing with my cousin. You know, he might not be just pouring his pain to me. He might just want to let me hear what he writing while he locked up, and he might just want to rap. That's important to me because he want me to hear that. You know what I'm saying? He want me to hear that, and he's somebody of importance to me. He's somebody that got an influence and an impact on my life, as well as me having an influence and impact on his life. Same with my sister. Like, is you got to be in tune with certain fives because it's just it's just necessary. You got to have somebody out here to be to feel accountable for like you have to have that because what where's what is your motivation for whatever it is that you're doing yeah. like what's your motivation you like what's your motivation outside yourself that's a lonely um path to walk to just be motivated by you you know what i'm saying like just to be motivated by yourself and your own ego like that's 
I don't think that's enough. <laughs> I just don't, I really don't see that being enough. Like, because whatever little accolades you gain from whatever it is you're doing, it'll satisfy you. It'll feed you. Mm-hmm. So where the peak at? Right there, you know what I'm saying? Like, me, I'm looking at it in the perspective of rap, whatever come with, whatever comes along, whatever bad come along. It's about the fam. It's about the team. It's about my friends. You know what I'm saying? It's about, you know, the my unborn seeds that I'm going to have. It's about the wife I'm going to have. It's about all that. Like, it's about not only that, it's about showing whoever watching me, whoever, you know what I'm saying, taking notes from me, how to do it. You know what I'm saying? How to, you know, at this phase, the reason I still rap is, let's say I'm not here in 50 years. Now, guess what? My great grandkids got a video of me they could watch and say, you know what? I got a great granddaddy who actually tried. You know what I'm saying? Like, he actually pursued it. I, even if he failed, maybe I still could accomplish him. He just one of the people who didn't get there. You know what I'm saying? Like he could, but he tried though. Like that's an example. That's a blueprint to leave for somebody. And that's why I just don't, that right there in itself motivating me is why I don't deter from the path I put myself on. I just expand it. I just treat it like a tree. The tree start out like it's just this one little, it's a plant. Little plant just growing up out the ground, but it, it grow branches too. You got the same way the tree grow branches is the same way you could dream more than one dream at a time. You don't have to be narrow minded and say, this is the only path for me. You got expound on that path. You could take that path and build onto a whole nother branch of the tree. You see what I'm saying? Like you could take a connect you got out that situation and build onto a whole nother branch of the tree. That's just like whether it happened or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a, a friend I started rapping with. We talking about making movies now. I'd have never been able to talk to him about making movies if I couldn't rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd have never been able to even, even have that discussion with him about being in no movie or, or making no movie or having no movie ideas. But we talking about that because I could rap. And guess what? I could dream more than one dream at a, try, at a time. And I could use the fact that, boom, that dude like how I rap. And he sees something else in me too. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could use that to my advantage as well as his because he want me to be involved. You see what I'm saying? Like you could dream more than one dream at a time, at a time. And like you just gotta like be like a tree. You know what I'm saying? Like just keep growing. Like just keep growing. So people gonna come and try to chop you down. Like people, that's, that's the beauty of it, really. The, the people who like in opposition to you, to me, that's always been the beauty of rapping. That's always like the people who don't support me, like they feel me. I needed those people. You know what I'm saying? I needed them. <laughs> like I needed the haters. You know what I'm saying? I need the people who acting like they blind to what's going on. Like, come on, man. I'll smoke any, anybody you put in your top five out the city. I will smoke them every time. But it ain't, you know. That's just how you're supposed to feel. Do you, you know feel I mean? me? And that. But we all got to take that as still, it's confident, but we still can't be afraid to work with each other. It's, it's, it's healthy and brotherly love, you know, is, is, is friendly rivalry. Yeah. It and, ain't no, it ain't no it ill is, will. It and has my- to be. It has to be that we have to take it that way. We have to it's have that, that understanding. Yeah. We got to come to that understanding like, okay. It's cool to be competitive. That, that it, I don't think there's nothing. I don't think there is anything 
wrong with competition is opposition. That is my problem. It's the divisiveness. Like, dude, like we could get on the same song and compete on the same song. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we could who do that. Better than the other who one? verse better than the other one? We could do that. You know, but leave it there. Don't just, don't, don't don't take you know don't don't even, take it personal. Even the critics too. Like, leave it there as when you are opening up for who verse was better on the song. Nigga be like, God damn, but both of them came hard on that shit. It's hard. This ain't fucking, no yeah. This is hard. This ain't no opener, reason for you to spend the bin and try to fight somebody. If it wasn't and, for him. It wouldn't be no song. <laughs> But just give your opinion, bro. It's, it's it's nothing wrong with having an opinion, but that's all, bro. Just your your it's it's your cup of tea. But man, I'm glad you spent the block on this, man. I wish, I guess, is it doesn't matter if it was you know, it was short notice or anything, because I was able to still make it happen for you. But I'm just glad, period that you were able to come and experience this, that I've been, I've been asking you for a while to come experience this. I've been begging you because I, I want, I like people to understand, to know why I'm so passionate about this and how much fun I have. I'm telling people this shit is fun. I want people to come in. It's not that I just don't, you know, I just want people to come because they know they got notoriety or anything. I just want people to come. If I'm always telling you to listen, if I'm always telling you to support, and if you see how excited I am or how passionate I am, or how much I share it and stuff like that, it's because I want everybody to come and witness it also. Be like, but that shit was fun being there. Yeah. He made it very inviting. Bro, really, bro, it's cool just chopping it up with bro and that shit. Like, he, that shit is a real good atmosphere. And that's why I keep telling people, just come on, man. Like, I just like this. This is dialogue. This is this was just like we were just on the phone talking. Yep, this is an everyday conversation, just, man. It's this, an everyday conversation. This is everyday kicking it, y'all. This me and bro on this, the phone. This, this yeah, this dude. I'm talking about it. Be all over the place, but it's always insightful. It's always enlightening, and like, and one more thing before I before I even get off subject, like. Far as the competition versus opposition goes, like I'm not like I'm not in opposition to nobody in the city. Like I'm not in opposition to no man, woman, or child. Like period. That's just not me. Like a lot of people find me to be unapproachable for whatever reason. I don't get it. I don't understand. But like I'm cool. I'm laid back. Like anybody want to like tap in and, and and create anything like anything like just you know i'm somebody you can scream man i'm somebody who always about business and somebody who open-minded and and want to continue to create somebody who want to continue to elevate somebody who want to do stuff like come to the podcast and chop it up with jp and 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 enlighten people on who i am that's that's the thing those are the things i always wanted to do you know and like i ain't never been one of those people who you can't approach and talk about something like that's not true that I want to get that narrative out the way. Like I want to just demolish that. Like I'm not unapproachable, but I'm, I'm with whatever mood that is beneficial to us. And like, we have to adopt that attitude. We have to adopt that. Like we have to continue to do things like podcasts and educate people. We have to continue to do stuff like go to school to be doctors, go to school to be lawyers. We have to continue to do those things. Even guess what? Even with all the things I done did, you know, like if you wanted to be the sheriff, that's cool too. <laughs> if you wanted to be a part, if we had to continue to show this generation that's coming after us, like 
it's okay to do things outside of the streets. And not only that, it's okay to walk hand to hand up the hill versus, you know what I'm saying, racing up the hill and seeing who get there first. Like, it's okay if we get there at the same time. Like, that's fine. Like, it's it's okay. It don't matter who did what in the situation. We got there. That's the point. We have to start accepting that. And that's why I definitely had to come through the podcast and come through to the podcast and share my insight on everything, anything. Just have a conversation with you because I'm about you building this. I know you're going to go far with this. I know you're going to excel at this. This is something that you are going to be great at, not just good. And man, listen, I'm I'm blessed to even have you as a friend to invite me here to even think of me that highly and be a part of this. And I appreciate that, bro. It's crazy because I was... I was going to ask you what you wanted to leave with the people before we close, but uh, you definitely did it right there. So I'm not even going to let you overdo, you know, try to redo that or try to find something else to top that. Cause that was, that was good enough, man, to leave with the people and something that they remember you by, man. And also guys, you know, make sure you go back and listen to the previous episode because you were, you were here, you know, Louis, you know, Lucius Xavier and God Ahmad on my intro outros on my previous episodes when this first started. And more importantly, you'll learn something if you just listen to the conversation, period. Like you ain't gotta listen to the music. You can skip past that part. Listen to what they're talking about. Like these people are educating you. These people are talking about giving out grants and starting businesses and building brand. Like, bro, like what why would you want to miss that? In this day and age, in this time where we definitely got to be independent of the machine because the machine is crashing. We, you, it's crashing right before our eyes. So it's time to start like being independent. And this is a good place to start at right here. Like, it's yeah. a good place to start. Yeah. You know, we just in feeding the mind, man. So, guys, you know, we, we in the rabbit hole again. And it's JP and, you know, Lucius and Baby. <laughs> FW podcast. Follow me. Been on the grind, and I've been getting to the riches. Got plenty more dollars and plenty more bitches. But in my city, it been plenty more snitches. So they been finding niggas in plenty more ditches. But after that thug shit, we get up on that club shit. That old Papa bottle, while the model show me love shit. All of my niggas be living lovely, celebrating with cushion cups of that bubbly. And people wonder why we always stunting.
Let's get the fine fat freaks about to hit the flow. Pass the weed, it ain't no need for me and low. Fuck the smell, just the hell, yeah, nigga smoke. Cause on the stage, we bout to rock the fucking show. And don't stop, cause they stand asking us for more. And we supplying what they need, like the fucking stove. After this, you know we fucking with the hoes. I like them ghetto bitches, keep them out full of gold. No hesitation, she do her thing and suck it slow. Just in the whip, but she getting loose at the most. Celebrate like I just got off death row. It's the grind.